0: What's your name and what's your game? My name is Chad Jenkins, and I'm working on a game called Phantom Brigade. How would you come to the name Phantom Brigade? Well, it's actually a play on what the game is about. So you're a group that is still fighting after your military has capitulated, and they call themselves the Phantom Brigade, for one, because they're the only thing left of your your dead armed forces so to speak trying to liberate your country but they also operate like ghosts and they see themselves as kind of already dead so they're the phantom brigade you know keep keep fighting long after the the war has ended
1: was that like an open social media name surprisingly yes yeah, like that seems like it would have been a
0: band or a well, conference or. There's actually like I think um, like a Call of Duty group or something. Oh, like a clan? Yeah, yeah, like a clan that's called the Phantom Brigade, and there are some some references, but like surprisingly enough, like Phantom Brigade game and all that stuff was not taken. Yeah. Have you ever been in like a game community group or a clan?
1: Oh uh, well, yeah, I play Eve online, so. What I, are you are you able to say what
0: that is, or is that private information? Hmm, I don't know. How big is it? It's not super big. It's mostly just me and my friends. Uh, it's this little group called Panoptic, and we we just like I'm 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 a miner, I'm like a Care Bear as they would call it. And, uh, that's the that's the term. It's a Care Bear. Yeah, they call you Care Bears because like I do an industry and like manufacturing and mining, and I don't really like killing people. So I'm 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 labeled a Care Bear in a game like Eve. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Care Bears as a kid? <laughs> or as
1: a young adult? I don't know how we'll old you. Saw a
0: few episodes of it, but uh, that was about it.
1: Yeah. My my favorite was always the lion, which is kind of a weird. Care Bear to like. I don't remember really enjoying it as a kid. I remember watching it. I mean, the Care Bear stare retroactively is a hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like just chest out lights up, like yeah. That's pretty. That's awful. cool.
0: I liked uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day. That was good.
1: Yeah, I did. I did too. They were, they had kind of a longer run. It, like Transformers and GI oh, yeah. Joe was a bit before my time. <laughs> so like <laughs> Power Rangers. Yep. Like Power Rangers, Pokemon, Beasties. Do you know about the Canadian... Um, so in Canada, do you know about Beast Wars?
0: Oh, Beast Wars, yeah.
1: Yeah, in Canada, it was called Beasties. Really? Because Beast Wars was a bit um, problematic or whatever you want to use. Which is kind of funny. Which makes sense, but it's also kind of funny because like, yeah. there's still a bunch of like animal violence, I guess, yeah, in still,
0: that. It's still the same content, right? Yeah,
1: they're still fighting wars, same content. They just called it Beasties on Canadian channels. It's fascinating. Uh, so what, what are you developing this game for?
0: Uh, well, you mean like platforms? Yeah, platforms, purpose. Well, um, so I am a very big fan of classical tactical RPGs. Um, and there really hasn't been one recently with Giant Robots and there also hasn't been one on PC, at least not in the sense of like a, a classical RPG in the, in the vein of like Final Fantasy Tactics and even the old Front Mission games. Uh, so part of that is just like really wanting that game to exist and there not being anything out there. Um, so that's kind of my motivation for making it. I also want to put my own spin on it, of course, as, as game developers often want to do. Yeah. So what, what
1: are the classics? Like what are the classical tacticals?
0: Well, like certainly um, Final Fantasy Tactics is the big one and that was a really good game and definitely one of the games that really got me interested in game development in general. And also Front Mission, which was made by Square as well. and. It was basically like Final Fantasy Tactics, but with giant robots, and I've always been fascinated with like, technology and sci-fi. So it was a really cool setting, and you could actually like customize them, capture the enemy mechs and stuff. I thought that was really awesome.
1: So, I mean, you mentioned that there hasn't really been a lot of like tactical RPGs. Um, that involve giant mechs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where are you getting that giant mech inspiration? Are you playing like MechWarrior Online, or you like,
0: or the old MechWarrior games, or where? where so, what kind of mechs are you drawing from?
1: Uh, I'm like, I'm helping out like
0: Mostly that. Front Mission, um, so and and those series out. of games. Because yeah. what yeah. happened is they released three, and they brought that to the West, it's, it's, it's and they also did four, but they never actually brought five to the United States. It was in Japan only, and there was actually a fan yeah. translation project where they went through and like pulled out the diffs on the ISO and then you could burn a copy of the import disc and it would translate it to English for you. And I actually did this because I was such a big fan of the series. Um, But they had, like, a huge petition to bring it to the U.S. and everything. Uh, And then eventually what they did is they released um, a front mission, but it was, like, a third-person Call of Duty where, like, you literally are, like, shooting out of a, a helicopter and having, like, those scenes. And it was, like, completely different than this, like, really dense... Tactical game, so there's not really been like a sequel. It's almost like when they did XCOM and they made like a first-person shooter out of it. It's uh, uh, basically kind of like a similar thing happened with Front Mission. Has
1: mm. um, a genre change like that? Have you ever enjoyed it in games? Like, has there ever been a game where the genre changes so much in some sequel, and you're like, actually, I really like this too?
0: I'm hard pressed to find a case of that because normally, like, the reason why you like the game is partially. The presentation, right? Um, and partially the... Yeah, like, I loved the tactical aspect and configuring your mechs, and they did have some of that, but uh, it just played so differently that it just wasn't at all what I was looking for, right? So I think when you move to a genre that is opposing, like, playing action-based games is one type of consumer, and people tend to, like, really like that. And people who like these more... Um, drawn-out, like, cerebral experiences, they aren't looking for an action experience, right? So, like, you kind of alienate the people who are your base customers. Um, So I think that's kind of a hard thing to do when you do it in that way. Are you trying to show the game
1: at places where you feel like there's a lot of good um, PC, like, traditional strategy people? Like, are you choosing shows over other shows um, to try and get the audience, get in front of the audience that you feel like is the most applicable?
0: Yeah, so one of the things I did is I went to, for instance, like uh, Seattle Retro Games, because there's a lot of retro gamers there, and I got good feedback on the game. And I'm also taking it over to Seattle Indies Expo. I'm mostly going to be going to the big conferences next year. Uh, that's where my core focus is going to be. Um, and I'm probably going to choose ones where I think that probably like Europe as well, like Gamescom, I think would be really good, because they're, they're really into tactical strategy experiences over there as well. Are you showing at this PAX? Uh, no, no. I'm just going to be showing it kind of to press and um, not actually having a booth or anything like that. Yeah.
1: Do you, like, what What do you think? Because, um, I mean, we experienced this with Dark Central. Like, it's kind of hard to show a game sometimes um, at these shows that's all... <laughs> Loud noises, and oh, I just yeah. want to pick it up and play it. Like, like, what kind of thought process are you putting into your like show experience with right, this game? Right, right.
0: So, um, I think the part of the game that will show the best, and that's kind of what I'm focusing on, at least for shows, uh, is combat because we're gonna go for like a really cinematic experience. And I think that'll show well in an environment where you're like walking by and watching the mechs fighting. You're like, oh, that's cool. Uh, like we're ha- really focusing on like customization, and making sure like you can customize your pilots and all your mech pieces and all your armor and paints and like everything, like all the kinds of things that you really want to do in a game like that. But that doesn't necessarily show well because you're just sitting there for like 30 minutes at a conference, like tinkering with your mech. Um, you know, that's you walk by and you see that and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's not the same as watching the mechs actually fight and throw down. So that's the first thing we're nailing down is that combat loop and that's what we're going to be showing at the shows
1: so uh you can customize pilots that seems like normally in the met games i've played you are the pilot and that's not something you really modify so So, like what what kind of like how would you come to customizing pilots i feel like that's probably one of the more unique things you can customize
0: yeah so um you're the commander essentially who is commanding the forces out in the field and you're managing your squad, and pilots are kind of like a resource. So there's a lot more focus on the kind of like the human element. There's always a pilot inside the mechs, and we want you to be aware of that, because a mech can't really emote. You know, they're not going to be able to give you sort of that connection that you get from other people. So the pilots, you're actually going to be able to see them. If they're injured or hurt, they're like going to slump over the controls. They're going to be very expressive, and they're going to be kind of like your... Your lens into the world,
1: right? So you're gonna have like a little heads up display like StarCraft or WarCraft or whatever? Yeah,
0: and it's actually like a dynamically animated real time camera. You're always gonna be able to see the pilots, and like you can get attached to your pilots over the course of the missions and um, how you choose to like level them up, and you'll have a lot of agency over the pilot, and I think you're gonna get invested in them. And you can actually eject mid combat. And then the pilot could potentially get captured by enemy forces if you're behind enemy lines, and you'll be able to go back and rescue them. And, and a lot of things that really drive like a player-driven narrative, right? Those those experiences that you get. Can you like move around when you're outside the mech? Not right now, and I'm debating whether or not that's appropriate because we've got kind of like a gritty sort of realism going on it. And if you were a pilot in a... A space where they've got, like, shotguns that are, like, the size of a small car. Um, I just don't think that that would be, like... If you got hit even once, you'd just be a splat, right? Like, there's no... So the idea
1: would be that you have to either defend that or you have to go pick them up.
0: Yeah, so we have the idea of these capsules that are in the back of the mech, and, like, you can actually eject, and they're, like, retro rockets, so they, like, fire out of the back, almost like you're ejecting from a fighter jet. Um, So I think that's a little bit more appropriate, and then they're removed from the battle space. Um, If I could find interesting things for the pilots to do, actually, in... Uh, the tactical combat area, and then I think I would add it. But right now, it's just sort of like, you know, they, they can't do anything against a mech. And I think in a case where you... There's probably not other mech, There's probably not, like, empty mechs sitting around that they can get yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could potentially cause um, another pilot to eject. And then I'm thinking you'll be able to capture their mech after the battle, right? Like, so that'll be a kind of like your spoils of war and give you some incentive to... Um, not fully destroy them. Right? Yeah, and so have like suffrage. you could have
1: a whole disable, like thing that or or, or tech,
0: like, yeah, so not necessarily you can damage, bring but in a, an electronic warfare backpack or something like that, and then shut down their mech systems and you know try to force them to bail out. Or you can go for attacks that are designed to damage like subsystems and hurt the pilot. Uh, so thanks for being on the question bus. Um, is there anything else you want to
1: promote? Oh, well, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, I guess not. (laughs) You don't have any social medias or anything? Oh, uh, well, I've got my Twitter, I guess. What's your Twitter?
0: (laughs) It's at C7 underscore Jenkins, and my company is Tetragon Works, and that's at Tetragon Works. And the
1: game has a Twitter account.
0: No, no. Oh, you're just running everything through the company. Just running through the company. Keeping it consistent. Yep, exactly. Because we're going to eventually release other games after this, I suspect. That's the plan, at least. (laughs)